Annie McKenzie here, and you're listening to Freshman Founders, a podcast for people who are interested in starting their first business and want to know how it really works. Whether you're a business major, interested in the startup lifestyle, or passionate about making a particular change in the world, this podcast is the one for you. Welcome to Freshman Founders. Channing and McKenzie here. Hello. Final episode, episode 10. We have received some really interesting questions that we are going to answer. So figured we would put it out there for the audience and see kind of what everybody was feeling, where everyone was having some questions, and um, see how we could answer those to the best of our ability. Yeah, and we wanted to do this because we know we talked about a lot of different things in this season and just so you guys know our thinking was you know season one was to just really get out you know everything we've learned through the process of building our business and these questions will I think kind of help us lead into what season two looks like yeah absolutely so let's get started the first question is how do you determine if a friend is a good person to start a business with Well, that is a question that we actually get asked a lot just or as far as, you know, how do you deal with, you know, working with a close friend and we even Channing and I live together as well. So how do you live together with somebody that you work with and that you're friends with? And I would just say that it really depends who that person is. Um, you have to share the same values with them. You have to have the same idea of where you want this business to go. You know, if you both want to be doing something different a year from now, it's probably not the right move. I second that. I mean, there's a lot. I, I adore my friends and the people that are in my life, but there are a lot of people just based on even just like core differences and personality differences that just it would not... Um, it would not work. And, you know, it's kind of, it's very strange with Mackenzie and I's um, working, you know, history, because I feel like we fell into it because it worked so well. Yeah. But we learned down the line why. Um, And so looking back, you know, I think, you know, go a step further than we did at the time. And, you know, take some time to really look at, yeah, I know we've talked a lot about personality tests, but look at if you share the same, like Mackenzie's saying, values and work ethic um, and just, you know, future goals to see if you guys align. Or maybe, you know, kind of practice working together for a while. See what that feels like. See what it's like. You know, force yourself to work with this person for a week. Um, see how you guys take on different tasks. See what each other's strengths are. See if you can just get along for that amount of time. And you'll probably have a little bit more clarity. The second question we've got is, how do you know when you're ready to launch your business um, and go full time? Well, you're never really going to know. There's never going to be a time that's, that comes to you and, and a moment of confidence where you just feel like it's time. That's not going to happen. You kind of have to go for it when you're not necessarily ready because you're never going to be ready you know your your business is never going to just it's never going to be the perfect time to do it yeah and I think too uh like Mackenzie's saying you just have to really 
launch yourself into it almost blindly. Like, of course, you've done a lot to work up to this and you know that this is something you really love and you've validated your idea and you're ready to do it. But a part of you, it's going to be the hardest thing, but you have to be okay with almost having nothing before you can have something. And it's really hard to even remind yourself while the business is happening, like, no, don't make an easy dollar here. Find a way to make that dollar the hard way in Mm -hmm. your business because it will be more worth it in the long run. You know, that's still hard when you're, Mm -hmm. you know, struggling as a startup. But, yeah, you never really know when. (laughs) Totally. I mean, we started in college, so we felt a little more comfort not having to pay ourselves or, you know, we didn't have a house payment or things that um, really were stopping us from starting. So if you have an opportunity like that to start, do it early on. Or if, you know, you do have extra, if you have a full-time job, use your extra time, use your free time nights and weekends to really start doing this business and seeing if it's something that you even want to spend your nights and weekends doing. Because if you don't want to do that, you're not going to want to put in the effort when it's you doing that full time. And a startup full time is it's, you know, it's your nine to five and then your nights and weekends. So it'd really just be adding more to that. (laughs) The third question is what does a typical day look like for you two as founders of Eva Moore? And sub question, how do you make sure you're working on the right thing? That is awesome because it's seriously, it's, it's kind of different every day. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's so important to also make sure that there's structure within that differentiation. Um, you know, that I think it kind of comes back to obviously in your role, you're going to be doing different things than your business partner. So I'm trying to just naturally focus on different things than Mackenzie, but also it's hard as a startup because there's a lot of things we need to wear. We all need to wear like five to 10 hats. Yeah throughout the day. Totally. I mean, every day is completely different. Um, sometimes we'll really be focusing on the tech, making sure that the user experience for our website is, is looking good, talking to our developers, fixing bugs. Sometimes it's totally customer focused. We are doing um, events and making sure that, you know, we're getting new customers, selling, um, overseeing logistics of events that we produce. I mean, you know, some days Chan will be full force, like looking for investors to pitch to. Some days we're working on marketing. You know, it's it really is inconsistent. And um, so willingness to adapt to kind of that inconsistency of day would be ideal when starting your business. And also, it's it's really tough, but meetings eat up so much of your time, so much more than you think. And I know it's hard, but going into it, if there was one thing, you know, I wish I was better at at the beginning was better managing my time um, from the from the beginning with meetings versus getting work done. Because of course, you know, in a startup, you're like, okay, it needs to get out there, I need to talk to people, I need to be a spokesperson for it. But it's also, I mean, it's just as important that you have to then leave that meeting, get it done, and also continue your business because no one's working on it when you're right. in that meeting. That's an hour totally. or two hours gone. You're not going to get back. And as far as how how do we know that we're working on the right thing? Like how do we prioritize all of this stuff that has to get done? 
it's really hard and probably one of the hardest things I've had to learn as far as, especially when we were just getting started, you know, like Channing said, you know, meetings, they take up a lot of time, but it doesn't mean that they don't need to happen or they're not important depending on who the person is. I mean, you have to meet with people and you have to have those relationships. Um, But some days, you know, you have to sell, you have to work on sales. I mean, that's a big reminder to us because it's easy to do everything but sales. But, you know, without sales and without customers coming in, you don't have a business. So that's something that always kind of comes up on our um, high priority list or should more even just because it kind of is the number one thing. You always have to have money coming in. Totally. And, uh, you know, I just want to be real and like, it, it, I don't mean for this to sound sad, but like kind of every day, you know, you kind of leave feeling a little bit of a failure. Like you didn't get, you didn't <laughs> yeah, get it done. You didn't get to everything. And that's just so normal. I'm sorry that sounds bad, but I just want you to know it's, it's normal. It's how I feel, but I'm okay with it too, because it's like, well, you are wearing 10 hats and okay, what can you focus on tomorrow? What can prioritize? Like, what can you do tomorrow? And it's just, it's, it's a good feeling, but a hard feeling that like, there's so much to get done and you, you just, you can't. And so that's why what Mackenzie's saying, prioritizing, what absolutely that that is have been helpful and I've learned that from Ken's is kind of looking at the beginning of the day going what can I not leave today without doing xyz because there's things that I just know I'm naturally better at like totally and I just see those things kind of rise to the top of the list I'm like oh no don't do that so I I personally really struggle with that the fourth question is If I was to try to go to one conference in America as an early stage startup, which would I go to and get the most bang for my buck? Good question. Dang. I mean, we've, we've been to a lot, but we haven't been to a lot at the same time. You know, it's been very like Southeast focused. Um, Let me just think. The collision conference in Mm -hmm. New Orleans was a really good one. Definitely and we even got, we even got, um, I mean, we pitched the first year, so we didn't have to pay for anything. And mm-hmm. then we got some sort of deal that we could go for free. Yeah. This the second year. time. Yeah. That one definitely for startups is awesome because cost effective. Yeah. For sure. And there's so many different uh, kinds of people there that you could meet. Investors, I mean, they, tech mm-hmm. people, other startups. Totally. They had a, they did a really good job. And something too, um, some conferences maybe to just get your feet wet is there's a lot of like one day or two day, um, kind of just more of events like startup events and Atlanta does a ton of them. Chattanooga, obviously Nashville, but I've seen, um, a lot in Florida too. And they'll just be like one day and it's kind of this, um, like lightning round of pitches, but then you get to network with all the investors and advisors. And that could just be a good way. Cause too, they keep it really cost effective for startups. And if you are pitching, you get to go for free and it's kind of a smaller version of like a four-day conference yeah. that also takes up a lot of your time right. and that's four days lost that you're not mm-hmm. getting back so um definitely think about some of the pitch nights too there's like pitch competitions everywhere and totally i know we've talked about that way so that's not only great networking a great conference to go to and meet people and you could potentially win money like that's yeah. a win-win-win so yeah just do some research and see where you can get into a pitch competition because then you get to go to the conference for free 
and pitch and maybe win money. So win, win, win. Yeah. And if there's one thing I've learned with the pitch competitions, for better or for worse, (laughs) once you do one, they all come running. Like there's magically 90 that you can apply for. Oh, yeah. Hey, if if that's what you want to (laughs) do, they will come to you. How do you manage a team that works remotely? I really like this question because it's something we have to do every day and it's not easy. It's it's actually really tough, not only when your team isn't in the same room as you, but not even in the same country as you, for example. Our developers, uh, I mean, we have got a guy in Armenia who's like our main developer, so he's like on a completely different time schedule and there's a language barrier. Mm-hmm. So it's not easy. We use Slack for everything. Yes. Slack is the kingdom for me. (laughs) It's great. Um, But, you know, we still have a lot of calls, FaceTime videos. You know, we always are communicating, pretty much constantly communicating all the time, like um, chatting on there, sending notes back and forth. Something that I've found that so far works the most effectively with managing a team, at least I don't know. It could work for other things. I'm mainly thinking development teams, but really um, week-long sprints so that you are always in the mindset together that we need to push. We start on Monday and we are finishing something, delivering something, and loading something on Friday so that it gets so tricky and sometimes people lose steam when you know you don't have that face-to-face interaction and you have this three-month project together. It, it Yeah, you can still have that three-month project, but find a way to break it down into milestones that every single week you have something. And so it's like Monday, we check in on Slack together and we just remind ourselves, okay, here's this week's goal. Here's our sprint. We have all of the tasks on Trello, but we're going to communicate on Slack. We're going to upload um, to our you know dev server. Wednesday, we're going to have a video chat called all check in. Excuse me. I'll check in give some FaceTime. And then on Friday, we have a quick call just to review, make sure everything's good, send it live. And so, yeah, it's a lot of touch points, but it's our job. If this team's going to work, we have to manage it Mm -hmm. effectively. Yep. I'm trying to think, you know, even working with different teams that aren't, you know, development teams. Our whole team really is this, you know, remote beast. You know, yes, Mackenzie and I are able to, you know, work next to each other most of the time, but our investors are in one state. Most of our advisors, you know, we rarely see face-to-face, but we're checking in. Um, You know, then we have, you know. CTOs in Houston. Marketing team, they kind of all work remote together Mm -hmm. to get, um, you know, the best – Uh, team together so it's really just everyone's all over yeah it's hard I mean just just knowing where when you need to check in and what you are responsible for and then what they're responsible for as well like kind of mentally always knowing okay I need these deliverables from these people by this time like Mm -hmm. having that in your mind always knowing um you know who needs to be where (laughs) and what do I need what when you know kind of like always checking in totally something i i think is working well is Mackenzie and i have started to kind of even change like how each of us what our roles are when communicating with the team like Mackenzie is really overseeing you know um 
what actually needs to get done, you know, on the platform with her developers and what needs to be fixed. And she's making sure that's all on Trello and everything's going well. She's going at it from the customer experience as well. And I can just trust and know, and that's like a huge thing to know that she's managing the team that way remotely. And for me, I can be more of the annoying, like helicopter mom when I have to be, when I'm like, okay, like, you know, are we doing this? Are we working? Is it getting done? Is it getting pushed? Is it getting sent? And, you know, and it's kind of nice I've seen to maybe not have that be the same person because that can be a lot of communication between just Mm -hmm. you and your team. The final question is, how do you determine what to spend money on and how much? I mean, honestly, you just kind of try. (laughs) You just have to kind of test it out. You have to try things find out what works. It's not easy if you have no money to do a lot of testing, but um, learn how to be frugal. I mean, that's like how we are still a business, I think, Mm -hmm. for the past. I mean, we've now been operating for over three years and have only raised a small seed round and we're still kicking, you know? (laughs) Totally. We do not pay ourselves a lot and we don't pay a ton for our office space. And... You know, we know exactly what we need to make every month to keep this business flowing. And yeah, it's kind of it's kind of prioritizing again, not just what you need to do, but then once you kind of know, okay, here's what I need to do today, here's what I need to do this month, how much are these things gonna cost? Like I'm going to want to do some digital marketing. Kind of look into costs. Figure out if you can do it yourself first and be you know, on the cheap, but once you start to grow and get money and can pay somebody, um, just kind of knowing what your priorities are. That's a great point to try everything yourself first. Mm -hmm. Um, because then it, 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 you know, keeps you humble in what you should be doing and focusing on. Um, but it shows you a lot of the times like, yeah, we could go spend, you know, three X on something, or we could just do it ourselves. And then if we really suck at it, okay, then we're cool with spending it because we know we, we, there's no other way. Yeah. All right. Awesome. We just, we wanted to answer those six questions that came in. Thank you. Whoever sent them in, we enjoyed them. (laughs) And you know, we just thought that'd be a good wrap up for the season and thank you for listening. It's been fun. Yeah, we will be back eventually. Not sure when yet, but we will have another season. You can keep up with us on freshmanfounders.com and our Facebook page and also our Instagram, um, Even More Co. You can find out some stuff about the podcast there. And we will see you next time. 